Welcome to the Going Beyond Podcast with Randy Zinn, founder of Beyond Mom. This is a podcast dedicated to inspiration, empowerment, and confidence for women on the journey to selfhood and self-love. Get connected with our expert interviewers, soulful conversations, and deep dive discussions with visionaries, survivors, creators, and movement makers. For moms and women alike, these conversations will spark you to live the empowered life you deserve. And now, join our host, Randy Zinn, as we go beyond. Well, hi there, and welcome to On Air with Beyond Mom. Randy here. Suffice to say, I'm super excited for today's conversation. There's really nothing better than getting on a call with somebody who you haven't met before and you can't stop talking. So <laughs> that just happened with my new friend, Lauren Handel Zander. I'm going to tell you a bit about her, but first I'm going to give you a little snapshot on some of the things we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about fear. And I know that those of you listening, it's something we all deal with. It's something that we all have to navigate. It's something we have to break through. There's nothing like stepping into new territory in your life and very much becoming a mother that will bring all that shit up, right? Yes, right. So we're going to dive into fear today, but a lot of other cool things that tend to become part of that conversation with my new friend, Lauren. But first, we're going to start, I'm going to give you a little sense of who Lauren is if you don't already know her. Lauren is the co-founder and chairwoman of The Handle Group an international corporate consulting and life coaching company. Her coaching methodology, The Handle Method, is taught in over 35 universities and institutes of learning around the world, including MIT, Stanford Graduate School, NYU, on and on and on. (laughs) (laughs) She's the author of Maybe It's You, Cut the Crap, Face Your Fears, Love Your Life. I love that title. Which is a no-nonsense practical manual to help readers figure out not just what they want, but how to actually get there. She's been covered like everywhere. So I'm not going to go through all the names. She's just been everywhere. She's buds with lots of awesome people. She's like the woman that you want to sit on the couch with and talk to or be on Skype and talk to like I am. So (laughs) hi, Lauren. Hey, hey. Hi. Yay! Yay! I'm really, really, really excited to jump into this conversation today. And I just want to say that I think you're awesome. And I know that Beyond Moms listening are going to be like, who is this woman and how do I follow this? So let's start talking now about fear, about your own story with it, and where you've gotten, like, what is a little bit about this story. Why have you given so much to so many people to get to this next place in their lives? Ah, ode to fear, right? Boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, ode to fear. So obviously fear, like I think every pivotal moment in my life where I radically risked it all was in the face of fear to be true to myself, as hokey as that still does sound, but it wins right? Like the time I told my parents, I actually, you know, the first thing I ever did was one of the riskiest things I ever did was I sat my parents down one at a time and told them every lie I ever told them before I left for college. And trust me, that includes screwing men in their bed, drugs, stealing, like every last criminal activity that, you know, and you please, when you're imagining me sitting them down, please imagine my Orthodox Jewish father. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm picturing it right now. And But why I did it was because I could feel that because I had been lying to them for so long, I didn't like them. They were the enemy. They were like my teachers that I was also lying to. And then it was the first big revelation of that lying trapped me. And that if I actually, like the opposite of lying is love and being yourself and owning every last bit of what you've done and who you've done it to was just like, so that happened at 17. And that, could you imagine how much I was eating my heart as it was pounding? Like I was scared my father wasn't going to pay for college, right? Like I was willing to risk everything and told them that I am telling you everything because I love you and I don't want to be this person that's hiding everything that got away with all this my whole life with you. And I just don't want to be that girl. I want to be the girl who got whatever punishment you need to give me. Like I want it to be a fair trade of, you know, and that was also the other next first moment of my dad rocking me by being able to go laughing. Well, I was going to ask, what did they do? But I imagine there has to be like the shock factor, right? Right. The word kiddo changed forever because I used to be the kiddo that was the bad kid. And this time he giggled at, oh, kiddo, right? I can still hear the ring of kiddo. And because there was nothing they could do. And here I was going to cop, like I was dumb, right? Like, and they could understand how profound that was of a kid to do, right? So that was like, and then if you go, when did I get like, and then I studied the entire wrong subject all through college. I was an environmental studies major, got out, got a first big job, right? Oh yeah, big job at the United Nations Global Environment Facility. Guess what? You were miserable. Miserable doesn't cover how bad it was, right? Like it was like oppressive and frightening that I worked really hard and hated it like the, and knew, like, bam, like yeah. dating the wrong guy and cheating, like wanting to cheat. So that was the next big horrifying truth, which was I was not meant for that. And but then again, telling everyone and starting to face those fears and opening my big mouth, like having a big mouth about it all then set me on the course that I'm on right now. And I can keep going where I had to break up with my dad that I wasn't going to marry a Jewish man, right? I had no promise. It wasn't my relationship to religion at As a matter of fact, I turn all religion into history and turn it into rituals and pieces of all the religions, actually, daddy, right? Like I'm different, right? And so that was, you understand that breakup? Wow. So I have had, if you go in every single human being's life that they have lists of moments of their fear, I call those haunting memories in the book. And that the fear and the haunting, it haunts you because in all odds, there's lies in the stories. You never learn the right lessons. You're still messed up from those moments. And you're still not talking to your daddy, right? Like it's all still, and then you're dating him. And, you know, so it's all connecting the dots. Right. And somewhere in that, you're pushing yourself, your truth down. Like yourself, meaning like what's real? What's the real you, the person who would really be functioning out there? The inner you ends up with a wild set of crazy voices in their head that can't be nice in the mirror, like can't figure out how to run or conduct happiness for themselves, right? Because if you're busy lying to your husband, lying to your kid, lying to yourself, not lying to be malicious, but lying because of fear and that you don't know. And so then you play a good game or you take care of others, like fear in the name of love, right? The truth is it's my favorite thing to untangle. Like it's like the greatest untangling process of self-awareness that I am so proud to like 
have figured out and teach and then get to love so many people and heal families and love and make better sex and, you know, get everybody like rocking. So, but yes, I was the original guinea pig and my poor family. (laughs) I think it's amazing. So when you started telling these truths, like what did you notice started to happen? Like where did your life start to crack open and what spaces and play? What did that feel like? Because I imagine a lot of people listening would think to themselves, okay, so if I start, if I even were able to articulate the words and I were even able to sit down with dad or husband or boss and start saying it, like what would happen? Yes. I, everything went stunningly, right? It like really went stunningly because I respect profoundly the other person's truth point of view. Like, so first of all, I would not try any of this at home without the book and getting to know yourself because the only reason to do a lot of these deep, honest conversations is because of the long, like what you're really, your big aim in life is because I really want to be close to you because I really want you to forgive me because I really want to have fun with you on holidays. Like, so the nature of all of it is in the book, it walks you through the process of you don't know your parents. They don't just not know you, you don't know them. And trust me, they came first. Right. And what you don't know about them will explain so much about you. Right. In ways that is inspiring so you can evolve the lineage, evolve their traits, evolve their relationship with. It's so much more fun to go deep. But before you start jumping into anything, you have to have the vision. And I go in 12 different areas of your life. You have to be into designing your life and realizing that fear and trying to be whatever perfect trying to be whatever you're trying to be, unless it feels epically fun to be you and be like you're in love with your life, uh, buy the book, get stealing. It's fear. It's not your fault, but it's your responsibility. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. Self-love is dig in. <laughs> it really is. We're so, I mean, I love, I want to just like reiterate something that kind of just hit me when you were saying it, because we all have our stuff with our closest people and we all have the stuff that we kind of negotiate to kind of make it work. And work doesn't necessarily mean thrive. It just means like work. Work arounds. Work around. I call them like you're the puppet and the puppeteer and you're creating workarounds because you're so telepathic. Right? Like you're so clairvoyant, aren't you? You think you know what everyone's going to say or right. will act like or do. And that's like the first wake up puppy. It's not true. Right. Test some of those theories. I mean, I'm sure you go through all of this in the book, but yeah. it sounds so funny to say this. How do you get to know your parents? But like, you know, if we're talking about how, tell Easy. Us. First of all, the main reason people don't bring up a subject is because it's booby-trapped, right? Like if I ask you, when did you lose your virginity and how was that experience? Then how fast will you ask me mine if you tell me yours, right? So what happens is the minute you open Pandora, everything that you're not telling to is there. Like, did you ever fake an orgasm? Did you ever do this? Did you, like, you did not invent sex, drugs, or rock and roll. Your parents have every story they ever have about it. You either know every last story because you asked every last question about everything, about their parents, about sex, about violence, about drugs, about that. Like, if you have not asked, it isn't because there isn't an answer. It's that parents stay up on this funky pedestal and they honestly are waiting for their kid to ask versus let me like get naked for you. 
right? They like think hiding their dark side or anything dark might save you, right? But it's uh, the opposite is true. The more dark you know, the more you can save yourself from it. Like actually awareness, sense of humor. You know, the reason we're so in love with comedians is because they say what no one will say. But it's so true, it's spooky. So I send people back to interview like a journalist, their parents, every last goddamn bit from sex, drugs, rock and roll to their life, to their siblings, to their emotion, like just, and then you do it in the name of like, who do I love more? If we go love is intimacy and knowing someone, and that's the way to love them, not judge them or make them do it your way. That's like fake concept of parenting, right? right? And so we leave this lie, you know, so withholding information or not knowing information, I consider lying, not asking when you have the question is fear, right? So I make a very good case for intimacy means know everything, ask everything, tell everything, transparency, because humans are trying to be something that they don't, they're not. (laughs) Wow. Okay. So this is so interesting. Uh, You're a mom of three. Yes. And so I would love for you to share a little bit about, okay, this philosophy and this way of living, how has it affected mom Lauren and children of Lauren and like, how have you navigated this? Yeah. Tell us. Okay. So everybody hold your breath. Cause I'm about to tell the truth. Tell the truth. Yeah. My daughter wanted to have sex. We went and got her birth control. It was like, I couldn't wait to hear her first story and she knows my first story. Right. So, and her boyfriend stays here, right? Not on school nights, but on weekends, like we had a crab fest, we do Maryland crabs, like everybody's over, right? I am not a controlling mommy. I know exactly what drugs my daughter does. Yeah. Okay. So (laughs) I know exactly what she does. I'm not going to tell, like the only thing we manage is on any of the cousins. Honest to God, everybody hold your breath. We have one of those apps that knows how fast the car is going at all times and where it's going at all times. So all cars are possessed by a chip. And there's a breathalyzer because there will be no drunk driving, right? That's it, right? And now you're free to roam with a car, right? So we have like integrity, but not forcing lying. Oh, no, nothing. So, and the only promise she has is a certain grade point average and nobody, ready? Everybody hold your breath. It's a C. She is not allowed to get under a C because that girl does not care about school in the least. Where if you met my son, he just came back from watching video gaming conference. My son is the cutest geek you ever met. He likes to get straight A's actually all by himself, right? And really is a clean cut cutie pie who causes no trouble. Like I have to sit him down and go, honey, you're not the squeaky wheel. You will get no grease. How am I doing as a mommy? Anything you need from me, anything you want. Is daddy sucking in any way? Anything you want to tell me? But in regards to sex, drugs, and rock and roll, he knows everything I've ever done. And my husband. And my little one's too young to know. But she really knows what we're, she knows everything. Yeah, we've already done all sex talks, all everything. Wow. Right? So, like, let's bring it back to fear. Yes. The reason, so for me, the biggest, you know, here's the truth. I have studied epigenetics. Epigenetics is you don't just have your dad's brown eyes, you have his wandering brown eyes, 
okay? And that you don't just have DNA, you have emotional DNA. And whether you know the stories or not, if you're on your third abortion, you should go, hey, mommy, how many abortions did you have? Like, stop thinking you're not having what they're having. You know, like, just like in the physical reality, there's the emotional reality, which is another good reason I will tell you to go interview every last bit of your parents and see how your siblings took a run at it so that you have all facets. But in regards to that point, my husband and I, you know, never cared about school. We cared about our friends. We cared about what we loved. We care, like we practice what we preach and I am doing a much better job in my own creation than my mother and father did. Right. Not in spite of them, but in honor of them. Right. And it really feels like that. And so the risk of, do I know how my kid's going to turn out because I let her smoke pot? No, but I certainly did. Right. You know, So I just am not going to make a liar or someone I'm going to control when I was just a liar who did whatever she wanted anyway. So that's my parenting laws. Now, I do not teach you to do this. I teach you to think about what, how you were raised, know your parents and you and your partner design whatever seems really right to you. Open book with your child. I love that because it's, I mean, obviously nothing is a one size fits all, but the questions And the prompts you're asking are really important. It will change your experience and depth of parenting from trying to get it right to understanding it's a continuum of your family name, of the concoction you created, of the tree you decided to plant with your cute husband and the little forest you're building. Yeah. So, okay, let's stay on this track because I really like what this level of honesty and inquiry can create. Let's talk now about the woman who may be listening, who has the ideas, who has that, you know, that tickle inside that says there's more for me, but doesn't always know what she can create or if she can create it or does she have the means to do it or what's the configuration? Talk to her. So I teach and have for my 20 years dreaming, have a dream, a vision, a real vision, one that you write and get very clear about. The biggest problem with dreaming is people are reacting to life and they don't think they can dream outside of any boxes because their dream is, I want to have more of, like it's a reaction and a little bit better, right? Like as if you just put some salt on whatever they delivered. Um, instead, So I like take a time out And because I make life into 12 different areas, it's not like one dream of life. Right. So that's so overwhelming when you think of it like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then I make you dream for, I really do make you dream longer and longer and longer. But in the first round of dreaming, I make you dream between now and a year. So something really doable. And what happens is, is not knowing, but calling a shot is something I will pressure you to do. Because it's not so, and then I say there's two camps, like people who have callings and you wish you could get it to stop ringing and people who do not have callings who could pick anything they want. And everybody thinks the other one has it better, right? Like, oh, I could try 20 different things over my lifetime. And I'm like, oh, you have no idea. I can't even get up without it screaming at me that I haven't done enough yet, right? So pick, get who you are. If you do not have a calling, You can have a vision that you're just looking for things you love, right? Love to do, love to love, like it's a love. It's a love affair with your life. And I talk about fear because we believe I can't or I don't know rather than try this. And if I don't like it, guess what? I can throw it out, 
right? Right. Yeah. I give somewhat similar advice in like bite-size wisdom, which is like sometimes when we think we're not flowing the way we want to, we can't name that vision. We're actually, if we really look at our schedule, there's really not a lot of our own personal exploration built into it to just feel alive and to just be inspired and make sure that you're making time to just go have some fun and go hear music and go bask in the sun and and those things that make you feel alive like yourself. So many people don't even do it, especially when it gets so serious or so structured with our schedules and our kids and everything we have to do for everyone else. I still think all of that's fear. No, totally. I agree with you. I think that Being a good person is like one of the worst drugs, like thinking you need to be a good person has nothing to do with fulfilling on your life. And so it will never fill the hole of a dream or a desire or fulfilling on something like the chase, not the chase is chasing something. It's running up the mountain. It's not the top of the mountain. It's the chase. And If you're not learning, playing, exploring, having more fun, and then telling the truth about what you don't like to do. So here's another truth. Ready? Go, Lauren, do you love being a mommy? You want me to ask you the question? Sure. Okay. Lauren, do you love being a mommy? Fuck no. Like if that requires monopoly, driving, grocery shopping, I kind of like doing Barbies in the bath. But right. So there's like where I show up and where I truly suck. Right. You're like, what do you and your daughter do? I'm like, we go get our nails done. Right. So my husband is a remarkable father and loves it. Like truly loves it. And he really is more of the stay home man. Truly, because he's actually 100 percent better at it. And cares. But I do not fit into a mommy mold, right? And my kids make fun of me because we know that I only do what I love to do. Like I am not an obligated woman and I do not teach obligation, right? I teach fun and freedom and, you know, do as I do one day. I really love that you're saying that because, I mean, there has been a lot of conversation that I've witnessed, been part of, contributed to at times. The thing that always shows up is that so many women feel exactly how you feel. We actually don't love playing with our kids. Like it kind of sucks. It's boring. They're annoying. It's like there's so many other things I'd rather be doing. So I love your honesty around that. And I think it does require not being scared to say it. But then the other side of that is like, well, what, as you said, what do I love? What do I love to do? And join in your children and your family dynamic into that love That's the good stuff, right? It's because I'm being true to my areas of life. So imagine you have a dream for your health and body and you have a dream for your sex life and you have a dream for fun and adventure and learning. Like, so because I force you to go, what is the creation of your life? What's the vision for all these areas? Then the person absolutely has to face what they're doing every day from that point of view. And all of a sudden, the $20 an hour person I'm hiring three hours a day, everybody here 60 bucks to drive my kids around because I ain't doing that part, except if there's a game and I want to go watch, right? So 
it's all been negotiated with my kids, right? And that I, my husband and I are not doing anything we don't want to do because I also think if you're doing shit you don't want to do, then you start measuring who did more for the family, right? Like it's your turn. No, it's your turn. And I'm like, you know, I like staying in love with my husband and thinking he's hot. And I like him thinking I'm hot. And I don't like to go tit for tat on who drives more or any of that, like any of the shit I don't want to do. And that I know he doesn't want to do. So we have a much hotter, sexier marriage because we understand fun and adventure. I went to Burning Man this year with my 16-year-old daughter, and he went on a motorcycle trip with his dad in Utah. You understand? We don't even vacation together. It doesn't mean we don't freaking love each other. So when you figure out your dreams, and then if you're in a marriage, when you figure out separate dreams, and then you come together it's just not the world of the 50s that we're still all in a bit of a hangover from. So I just want to say that this is the stuff that we started out in this conversation offline before the record button was pressed. And 100%, I agree. And I just, I'm going to come back to what you said before. I really think the reason that more people don't operate this way is because of fear. I agree 150%. Like we're scared to just have those tough conversations. We're scared to feel vulnerable if like we upset one another or if you're partner says something that offends you or there's all this fear of like what happens if you start to admit like I kind of want to do things this way you kind of want to do things this way what would it mean if we did it in a less traditional manner and I I personally feel like I get the look or the like whatever you feel the energy from my own family because my husband and I operate in a much more non-traditional format and it's like you can feel the, these oh, you know, are you, oh, and you're like, yo, we're okay. We got this, you know? So it takes, it does take a boldness to own that. I love that you do. I really love that you do. I think that's what I'm blazing, right? Like, as you listen to me, you can gasp at, I would never, how could she? What do you mean? I'm not, I agree. <laughs> you had me at hello with, I'm a freak, but a proud one, like a truly proud one. And whatever your brand of truth is, I'm not looking for you to have mine. I'm looking to blaze the trail of you seeing that the weather's great over here, women. And we do not need to fit. There is no such thing as fitting into a box and no one in those boxes fit. Just so you know, they were miserable, right? They were drinking. Okay. They really were. And they had good cause to drink, right? They needed to numb out, right? And where love and happiness and family, right? I believe in monogamy. I believe in love. I believe in soulmates. I teach how to do exactly what we're talking about, literally, right? I got names for all of it, right? Um, it's even in the book regarding how to organize a relationship and bodegas is what the, I call it, like that everyone has to negotiate the different things in their lives together. And we have the questions that answer these 42 questions about religion, about sex, about money, right? Like all the topics that everybody thinks are so screwy because they are because no one has had to talk about because your parents to talk about and now you're married and here you are, right? And he makes the money, right? All of that shit needs to get shaken down, right? For God's sakes, we are so much better than we're living. Yes. Yeah. And we want it. And it is getting hairy out there. How hairy is it getting out there? woo Oh, my God. What do you have to say about all that out there, Lauren? (laughs) No better time for a hero. Like, no better time for a hero. 
Like, we need, like, John Stewart to figure out he wants to be president. Like, there's no better time for someone to, or a woman, you know, I'll take Ellen. Come on, Ellen. Right. Like, yeah. No better time for someone to step up who really has it inside and out that we can admire. Right. So I need a hero. I need a hero. Uh, you know, we need that man to fall hard into a nice little orange suit. Everybody see the orange suit. And then if you have what, there's a movie that explains a documentary that explains follow the money trail on Trump to Putin from the 80s when he lost all his money. It's awesome. There's so much fun to talk about this. But women, come on, step up, step out, tell the truth. Every last creepy thing that ever happened to you, this is the time. That's my, you, I bet you agree. <laughs> I do. I believe in truth, of course. So I can't believe this conversation is like nearing its closure. Wait, didn't we just start? We what, what, what? What? Okay. So I'm going to be reading your book. I'm very yes. excited because I actually feel like personally all kinds of thoughts and feelings coming up about the subject. Here's what I promise you. You that? read that book. I'll come back and we'll do a session literally where you get to share. We'll pick, well, I'll, you know, we'll design it before, but we'll really have some insights and fun for people because my all, yeah. Ah, let's okay. do it. Done. Deal. Done. Part two. Part two. two. Okay, we're going to do it. Lauren, where do our listeners find you and follow the work? Okay, thank you. Handel Group, H-A-N-D-E-L group.com. We have a fabulous website. We have every last video. Oh my God, have we been in business for 20 years. And it's even beautifully organized. So you just find us there and we have a, you know, if you want a life coach, if you want to do an online course, if you want to read the book, if you want to go on free things, we do everything because we're dying to give it away, actually. <laughs> and then if you want something really expensive, you can find that there. But I am not pitching that. That's only for those people. Those people. <laughs> those people. Okay. All right. Well, Lauren, I'm really, really grateful that Aww. those that support us put us together. I'm thrilled yes. to know you and yes. to continue to learn more about this. Oh, we, we're a new hot date. Yeah. You and me. You and me. Ooh, hot date. Wee. Yes. <laughs> and for those of you who tuned into this super fun, super intriguing conversation, I'm really, really glad that you did. Share this with anyone that you know that's navigating fear. I Bet you know somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So share this conversation all around. And if you are looking to know the easiest, simplest way to follow Beyond Mom and all the good stuff we have going on, head to our website, put in your email, and you will get our newsletter. And that's the way that you'll know everything going on. So Lauren, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We'll be talking to you again, girlfriend. Woo. Woohoo. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Tune in next time. Bye. Awesome.